Hey, if you want to help support the show, head on over to our Patreon. An exclusive reward for our show's patrons is access to our Discord server. Check the link in the description for more info. And welcome, everybody, uh, to a, another episode of The Mind Sculptors. I am your host, Callahan, and uh, joining me today is a man of many talents, uh, somebody that I uh, I met him through uh, the Spike Feeders Discord, uh, super funny. Um, he's a talented chef, magic player, quality player. Uh, if you follow him on TikTok, you know him as OK Chef. Uh, if you follow him on Twitter, you know him as the Hermit Druid. Uh, I know him as Nathan. Uh, Nathan, how you doing? Welcome into the show today. Hey, how's it going? Good to be here. Yeah. Um, so I am record. We are recording this today. Is it's a, a eleven in the morning my time on October thirtieth. Uh, so we're right in the middle of uh, spoiler season. And, and I haven't uh, slept well in days. <laughs> the, the stuff that... So, we were planning on talking about, uh, like, decks that we like and why and card interactions, all that jazz. And then the last, like, 48 hours happened. And uh, I was just like, um, so we got other things to talk about, it seems like. There is so um, much to talk about right now. Oh, goodness. Uh, so, I, I think the place to start, uh, I don't know where to start, actually. Geez. Um, let's, just, let's just start with the big one right off the back. Uh, everybody's been talking about it for the last week. Uh, I talked with Cobblepot about it on our first episode. Uh, opposition Agent. Uh, this is Avon Mind Sensor. If you pushed Avon Mind Sensor to the absolute limits. Uh, give me your take on this card. Uh, literally that. Even Mind Sensor pushed to the nth degree. Um, I personally would have preferred, preferred to have seen it in like more color restrictions. Mm -hmm. um, like even hybrid. Um, yeah. Would have made me happy. Like you can still cast it off a dark ritual, whatever. Like, like let's, let's still party. Like let's go. But like, <laughs> like it would, if it was like two ores off. Right. I would have yeah, like it still gets run in like absolutely everything because Timna's there, but it just there, there's something about the aesthetic of it and like it bring it harkens back to like another issue that I had uh with Collector Oof. Like I've been talking to like a lot of people over the couple of days about like this card and like hate search and where it right. fits in. Like it exists. This is a card that exists. We'll, we'll deal with that later. Um as for like my opinion on it, like uh, I think it should have been in the white spectrum. Uh, and like, I agree and understand that hate search and stuff like that exists in every single color. Uh, but my personal opinion is the very act of putting it in a, on a body uh, is what makes it like a, a bear is like a white thing. Right. Um, like I also, in, in that same vein, I truly believe that collector oof should have been like renamed something different and being a white card. Because it's mm -hmm. essentially Stony Silence, the bear, or Null right. Rod, the bear, which is a very white thing. So, like uh, when that came out, I, my opinion was that should have been a white card. Mm -hmm. It's it's a stacks piece on a on like a creature, 
uh, that's usually the purview of uh, White's thing, but right. it exists. It's black. I would have liked to have seen it in more colors, but uh, as for, I'm looking forward to running it. And uh, I, if anybody is going to play Doomsday, I am going to sideboard that in so hard. <laughs> uh, I know there's, uh, what is it? The Snoop Doomsday? Yeah, Isn't Snoop's that what that does? Uh, did you see the uh, the video that Rebel put out? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I am now a rebel stan. I, I am too. As I, I, I've interacted with her on uh, the CDH uh, cast Discord server. And I was like, man, she's really funny. I didn't know she did content. And uh, I was recording an episode with Brayden. And we got done. And she, it had just, like, just come out. He goes, oh, my gosh, you got to watch this with me. So we sit down, we watch it. I was like, she is funny. I haven't laughed that hard that consistently, like from beginning to end. Like I sent it to Sheldon Memory, and I was just like, "Hey, bud, <laughs> uh, like watch this." He he replied, "He's like, okay, well, I'm like, it's like, I'm like, it's it's not a take about opposition or like opposition agent. I'd like your inbox is full. I'm not here to add to that. Um, right. But you probably could use a laugh today." And uh, you should check this video out. It's a good take and it's hilarious. So like, here you go. And like the little skip that she had at the beginning, just that, that was the, Oh, you only, you only take calls from people with over a thousand subscribers. Cool. Uh, I just, <laughs> I, I haven't laughed at content like that uh, in a while. Uh, that was, I mean, I, like I watch like Drew Gooden and people like that, like those type, but as far as like MTG stuff goes, uh, I was like, man, that is funny. That is good. Um, yeah. So I did see that. So my whole thing with like opposition agent is I am curious to see how the metagame responds more than uh, anything. Duel's Vault just became the best tutor. Absolutely. Um like, okay, a little bit hyperbolic, but, like, it just became a lot better than it previously was. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, and it's interesting because, like, I mean, you still have to respect one black man open now if somebody has a handful of cards because they're a dark ritual away from getting that out there on top of you. Yeah, it's um, not like all my decks are not already running dark ritual and cabal ritual. Right. Like, will I Cabal Ritual a dork to grab a tutor in, or is it not Cabal Ritual, uh, uh, Culling the Cull Week? Yeah. Like, will I Culling the Week something to, uh, like, flash in that to grab a tutor? Yes. Absolutely. Well, and especially when you're playing against some of the more greedy decks. Um, like, I'm, I'm, I, hi, I'm greedy decks. <laughs> That's right. You do play very greedy decks. Um, but if you're playing against a greedy deck, right? Um, a deck that has like the whole deck right now. And I feel like this is a lot of the meta is just, I'm going to push out Thoracle and Thor is my only one con. I've, it, because let's be real. A lot of people started, stopped playing Jace. A lot of people have stopped playing lab man. And so a lot of people have just gone all in on Thor is my win con dude. If somebody comes in over top with an opposition agent and they could just grab your win con in your SOL. Yeah, essentially. So, I mean, it... Themselves. Say that again? And then win themselves. 
Right, exactly. Uh, using it. Right. And that's what's that's what's so interesting. I it preys upon CDH in a wonderful way because it like does. I I often talk about the fact that like uh, because of the way that I organize my collection, I can build pretty much almost any meta deck mm -hmm. because all the cards that we run are the same. Yep. So uh, it's allowing you access to the cards that are in your library in somebody else's library. Meanwhile, denying them a tutor and whatever they use the, the resources they use to get into that tutor. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting. And I wonder, it's like a Prater's grasp on a body. That's well, yeah. Around. I mean, I mean, regard. I it's the same mana cost as a, a Prater's grasp. I mean, it, it really does feel like just instant speed Praetor's Grasp to me. Yeah, but uh, I would agree. Uh, me and a couple other people would probably uh, agree on the fact that, like, well, no, it, it sticks around. Unlike, right. so it's like a, it's like a, it, it's a, it's it's on a creature. Like it's going to stick <laughs> around. Like it's not just a one-time thing. If, like, they made a one-time instant speed Praetor's Grasp that would be probably playable. But the fact that this thing sticks around until it's bolted or some mm -hmm. shit. Uh, like, also it's on a body, so that means you can abuse it for Timna attacks or like whatever. Like, and like I'm personally running it in Nigella, and that's a great attacker for uh, Derevi when I go for the win. Not only am I stacking people out, but I can abuse right. the body when I go for like when I go for my Derevi wins. It's an attacker. It's a three-two. It survives stuff. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised with how pushed it is that they didn't throw like flying on it. I, I I'm surprised. I, I genuinely like feel like it would. Like I would have, yeah. Like flying would have. Like I think even they went. I don't know. I've been talking with uh, Blake Rasmutin a lot today on Twitter. Yeah. Like I, I've had his attention for like five minutes, <laughs> and like there seems to be a very interesting disconnect as to what um, Wizards of the Coast sees as big and splashy, right? Versus what casual, which like. I know this is a CDH podcast and a CDH channel, but like uh, my concerns usually revolve around casual uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to things, because like when it comes to CDH, I have a lot less care. Like, right. Oh, that's terrible. It's going to like, uh, I played flash. I played oh, flash. In the sure. Gila, but like, okay. I not to go off topic. I do have a question yeah. about that. Well, so, I, I, did you play the shuffle Hulk Najila the list? I played shuffle. I played shuffle Hulk. And the second, uh, and then the second Thoracle was banned. I went into Laird called Laird Console, which made it yep. even better because I was already running. Gila already wins with like wins with Consult. Yeah. Because you either can Consult for Jarevi, Consult Thoracle, or right. now with that Flash package, you're running cards that are already semi okay. And like at the worst, like because we're in five colors, I had access to that one uh, Wild Canter. Yeah. So like I could run that to produce any mana color, which means even if it got caught up in hand early, I could play it out and use it to ramp into like one of any color over a counterspell war. It was still right. good. So like my card quality, uh, like I cut ten dead cards right. out of shuffle. Um, yeah. Okay. So the reason I asked that is because uh, I there were people in my meta specifically uh, i think you know phoenix right um he's in the i don't i'm not familiar um he and pongo do a lot of stuff together um but he plays in my local meta and he plays, actually i think i, I think, I, I, think I, the name's starting to ring about yeah 
he's in the he's in the spike feeders discord with us okay yeah yeah um but so he was on uh shuffle hulk Najila and before thor and i i just remember playing against that deck and i was just like i mean how do you beat this and then it, thor came it, out and then i was like now I really can't beat this. Jeez. It was one of my favorite decks to play. And I think it got over the, and it was one of the things that I'd often talk about. It's like, I like a very proactive strategy of mm -hmm. like, like my favorite uh, answers are threats. And like, I kind of like prey on the fact that everybody else kind of like keeps greedy hands and like we're CDH players. We keep specific things. Right. But like, I, I like pressuring life totals like with Najila and the fact that she has like one card win conditions and like three different cards uh, allows you to continuously present threat after threat after threat right. until people no longer have uh, any interaction and then you just win. Right. Um, it was also the case, the difference between um, which I never had. And like I, the issue that people had with uh, shovel Hulk was, since it was a Tim, the Thrasios deck. It's only win condition presenting was either consult Oracle or flash. Right. Uh, so it led to a lot of sandbagging. Uh, whenever I ran into these decks, I would have no issue with that because I would start beating the crap out of them with Najila, pressuring their life total until they had to it basically die to Najila beats or cast Flash, and then I could Flash over top of them. Like, I'm right. like, You're, you are casting this now, whether or not you like it, because like you're either going to cast it or you're just going to die. Go. <laughs> the onus is on you now. The onus um, is on you. I'm just sitting there going, like, I'm going to kill you guys one way or another. Right. Um, and so, and I, I didn't mean to derail you or anything. Yeah. I just, I love talking to Najila players. I played a little bit of Najila. Um, I, like, it's, it's a great deck, but I will just always go back to, I always end up falling back into Lavinia or Joyra or, honestly, I still to this day love playing Hermit Druid. Uh, like the Druid Breach list I came up with. Uh, that deck was very similar in the way Najila is, where it's just like, turn one, I'm just like, all right, I got Hermit Druid. You guys, can you guys stop it? You know, and you would just uh, that constantly. I have considered, because like the, the, the win conditions and the way I like to like continuously hammer things down, mm -hmm. I have like, like, don't tell Pongo this, because he might hit me. Uh, <laughs> But, like, I've considered running... Because of the amount of excess creatures that are always on board in Najila because it is a creature-focused deck, mm -hmm. and with the amount of tokens that it spits out, um, I've been considering, like, dicking around and, like, adding Hermit Druid in there without the Hermit Druid package. Mm -hmm. Because, like, just the Dread Return. Yeah, okay. Like, it's, like I don't want to add the Narcomoeba because that's a dead card, and I don't want right. to add Fate Creature because that's a dead card, and I'm, like, trying to cut those out. Uh, but, like, I'm just figuring, like, turn one, Dork, turn two, Najila, turn three, like, you're attacking, there's creatures out mm -hmm. on the table. Like, you could easily main get the creature, three creatures, like, that Dread Return, uh, like, even if it's, like, turn four, and you're, like, I have a Drevi in hand and a Hermit Druid on the table. Right. What are you going to answer? And, like, do you have enough resources to... Like, there's so many ways... So you're not... Look you're not wanting to do it with like a turbo druid thing. You're just wanting it as like another layer on top of it. Yeah. With, okay. But like, yeah. So it's like, you could still play it out on turn two, like, or turn three. Turn, yeah, like, I think turn, turn three, you have to have 
like Let's a play dork and a dork. Turn three, play another creature, right. and then use and then tap Hermitruid. Yeah, that probably would get there. Yeah, um, I I think that sounds good. But I also, um, especially after my talk with Cobblepot, am now just like, fuck it. Let's just try whatever. Let's see what works. Um, uh, that's what I love post Flash, and like, and this is one of the things that I've always been heretically talking about is that I think it's about if you have 90 of the best cards in the format, I don't really, it, it, it matters less about what the last 10 in your deck are. Right. And like, that is something that like m many people will probably disagree with me, but like, um, I played Hippo Hulk in CDH. <laughs> I remember that. And that was just basically like, I think that had about 15 or 12 dead, just dead cards. Mm -hmm. Um, however, it took actual wins against shuffle Hulk like the shuffle right. hulk list played by sick robot like it, it's like and like in the toronto meta i took like there, I, there was a day that i played like six games and i took two wins on feldegriff that's hilarious and, i love it so, yeah it's just one of those like there's either two options and uh it's either one uh 95s and 90 of the best cards in magic are all you basically need with the amount of draw and good cards that we have or i'm good at magic and i refuse to believe the latter <laughs> so like i i understand that <laughs> i i i feel that way a lot myself honestly no um, i'm like i just i'm a it's the difference between Cobblepot and me is like Cobblepot, like and i are like just mad brewers we're always like right. at doing stuff Cobblepot's aesthetic is like he's like this wizard in the tower with like this stoic knowledge that everybody's just kind of like trying to decipher mm -hmm. and like he comes up with amazing stuff whereas i'm like the goblin in the workshop that's just banging pans together until shit happens like it works <laughs> like cobblepot like like cobblepot has lists and reasons and this very academic way of approaching right. things i'm just like we're gonna smash shit to get like we're gonna smash it together until i've built a jet engine out of forks <laughs> well in the it, and this was one of the things that I, I really took away from when we talked, when I talked with him is he's one of those people that um, you, and it doesn't matter the topic, right? Like sometimes you'll talk to somebody, whether it's philosophy or history or, um, and then you talk to magic, hell, even like football, basketball. Um, and you talk to them and the way they process and understand what's happening is like on a, like a different plane of existence almost um yeah like i was just talking with him and i'm like he's saying stuff and it was just like oh i've never thought of it like that before and it just like completely changed perspectives for me it was wild when him and talk it's basically just like he says what i say prettier <laughs> uh uh and but like it's it's just funny though like it's like we're both like my Najila list and the Najila list that he brewed when I was talking about how I do it. And like, and then he went and brewed his own. We came back and I think we about had like 95, 96 yeah. cards like in common. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, yeah, okay. So, and then he's like saying, well, like I'm going to build it this way. And I'm like, yes, that's why I play it. <laughs> so, and, and that's like, I love your brews too. Cause you came, you've done a lot of the Ukima and I forget Ukima's part. Kazer. Kazer. Everybody doesn't remember Akima's partner. Let's be real. Uh, uh, nobody likes it. Everybody likes to make fun of, uh, of Kazar until things have gone horribly wrong. 
like, and then all of a sudden it's just like, hey, buddy. So I need your help here. And the, want to come like, bail me out? <laughs> you want to come bail me out? Like, it's like everybody's paid all their life. Like, well, everybody stopped each other from winning, like, once or twice. Everybody's paid all their lives into resources. Everybody's down at, like, 20, and you've got nothing but dorks and, like, a destiny spinner. <laughs> like, and that's when you learn the destiny spinner's a fucking 2-3. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, I... that's pushed. It's a 2-3 two, right. two, with upsides. Like, uh, but either way, like, she, like, I have legitimately turned lands into beaters with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, to swing to hit with Kazer. And, like, I've, like, I, I will always dunk on Kazer when I have the chance. But, like, when it comes time and things have gone horribly wrong and I haven't been able to win and I've been stacked out and I need to turn around and start beating the crap out of somebody. Right. Big Buddy comes in to help, and it's just like, right. hey. Well, because uh, I bring that up because it's uh, you. You were one of the first people to really go after that deck. Um, yeah, it, that was one of the big ones that you. I felt like you did a lot of the pioneering on that deck. On Twitter, at least. Oh, yeah, at least on Twitter, I saw. I, I did see some Discord conversations about it too. But. Yeah, uh, it was one of those ones that I cautiously went it, like I saw it and like first I was like doggo and then I was like whoa oh <laughs> nonsense and like I've loved playing Okima uh but the problem is with that deck is it's like we've entered a rule of law meta and it yep. folds to a stack stack yeah um like an early Dranith an early uh any early rule of law and it's just like well I'm spending the next rest of my game trying to to like and then all of a sudden like an Aven mind sensor hits the table and now you can't tutor for a response right um no that's for sure i mean and that's the the meta is just sorting starting to just adapt to uh oracle in console really uh, uh because like rule of law just shuts it down yeah it, will, it also uh shuts down uh, nos breach lines yeah which are flooding the meta. Uh, farm decks are the are the hotness. Mm -hmm. uh, personally, like as soon as Flash got banned, I threw in a, uh, a like I replaced uh, the Hulk with a uh, ad nauseum and a culling the week, and I've been going crazy since then. Yeah, well, I mean, it just seems like, especially if you can run basically that, but you don't have Hulk in there, it makes your ad nauseum so much smoother. Uh, but yep. in this new meta now, we're at this place where, uh, you know, like I know Pongo's been doing a lot of the like five color Kenrith stacks. Uh, Phoenix is doing it. Yeah, he's been doing fair magic. Cobblepot's been doing fair magic. Phoenix and I have been on when working on it. I uh, hope to never see that deck. Uh, it is. I so I've played all four versions of it. Um. And basically, playing it is really interesting. If you're a Storm player who has to play against it, I feel genuinely sorry for you uh, because you don't get to play the game. Um, <laughs> I, it just, what that deck does, for those of you who don't know, and I do have an episode uh, coming up where we're actually going to be breaking that deck down. Um, is it just, it's basically rule of law tribal mixed with like creature like creature effects that get through it um and i've even been taking a lot of that and moving it over to lavinia some of the stuff that i've been trying 
uh, over there is um, one of the new things I added in Lavinia is a phantasmal image, which is gr I, just, I feel like is becoming a blue staple now. It's um, a dark side. It's a it's a dark side doubler. It's a, a Timna. It's yep. a whatever. It's it's. We don't play bad cards in CDH. Like that's the kind of thing we're known right. for. Or it's just like very often it's going to be a really good card because right. somebody else is playing really good cards. Right. Well, I mean, like the other night I was playing a game with it and somebody had a Corvold out, um, swung and attacked at me. So my turn comes around, I gilded Drake it. All right, pass it around before my end step. Somebody flashes in an ocean thief. I top deck phantasmal image, phantasmal image, my gilded Drake <laughs> and get an ocean thief. Um, and I was doing that in Omen pool, right? So, you know, the, the lines it opens up is huge. The other thing I added is uh, Urza into this. The reason I added Urza, and it's really, really good. First of all, it makes my winter orb asymmetrical, um, and it opens me up to play like stack, static orb and things like that. Second thing is, is when we're in a knowledge pool lock, I can now cast spells under that. Nice. So it just it adds this layer to it. Uh, I'm adding a lot of stuff. But the reason I say all of that is we're now seeing the shift into okay so everybody's really big on thor and ad nauseum <laughs> and casting a lot of spells how do we hate on that and so now we're going we really are going to see so much more of this like fair magic stuff here soon and your boy here will be running suicide magic into it every single time <laughs> so um you, also we, i love najila for that because until like the elish norn or like the the, like one of the stupid big things comes down. Najila works under other people's stacks very well. It really does. And it can win through a rule of law. Yeah, no problem. You, like, just you, have oh, to... you can't interact with Najila. Good. Right. So, and speaking of that, so you're a big Najila player. Um, so going back to the, I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, going back to the spoilers, uh, there was a card that got spoiled yesterday. Um, it's Black Lotus for Commanders, Jeweled Lotus. Uh, I have a take on it, but I want to hear your take first. What do you think of that card? Um, hmm. It's good. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> going to be good in... There's a lot to unpack with that card, and I think that's actually where, like I was talking about with uh, Blake, Rasme uh, Blake earlier today. Mm -hmm. Um where there's three things that we look, uh, that are it, people are that happen in magic or that, that when they're printing cards is variance power and um, uh, ubiquity. Okay. And it's all, it's all three. Mm -hmm. It is, it eliminates variance. It gets played in every deck and like, it's just, it makes the variance of the game a lot less, Buried. Buried. <laughs> uh, I, however, am looking forward to playing that, but like, my, my, I'm not entirely sure, like, if every deck is going to be, it's fantastic in turns one and two. Like, right. undeniable. Like, I get to play Najila off of one card on turn right. one. Like, that cannot be denied. Like, there is, like, 
like I, I don't mean anything to sound like I'm digging on it. Like there's no denying that it's going to be a powerful card and it's going mm-hmm. to get run in a lot of things. And basically any five color or less commander is now a turn two commander. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hullen, Corvold, they're just going to be laughing their asses off. Uh, Corvold especially because it's not dead. Right. Uh, it's never dead because worst comes to worst, you just it's a draw spike. Yeah, worst comes to worst, it's a cantrip. Right. Like it, like. So there are some decks that are going to be better utilizing for it. Like uh, in Elsha, for instance, that, that's right. a commander that it's going to co- start come that can now come down on turn two. Mm-hmm. Turn one, if you have like a, a Mox Diamond or like a a Mox like a, like another kind of Mox. Mm-hmm. like a chrome mox or something yeah uh but even still if she catches it later up she can just cycle it off the top deck cast it and whatever right um urza is now turn one mm-hmm. like it just takes a it is it is going to add a lot of it's going to add this element to the game of turn order matters now i feel like a lot more than it did 24 hours ago god yeah like you don't want this to be in the opening hand of the first turn person like according to like uh the 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 like the cdh meta deck information and like an episode i was listening to on uh into the north Mm -hmm. like there the data is kind of skewed to the uh like win rates to the first player yeah this is our like if if the first player has this in hand and just bleh. well they're just going to be light years ahead of everybody else oh and you don't right like i, I like her. and that's that's kind of what it, and so that's my take on it is i think that is troubling um because anytime that the die rule is what decides the outcome because regardless, we're in a multiplayer game, right? And there's already a lot of fast mana. So regardless, the the die roll plays a large factor in who wins games, no matter what. This is the kind of thing that I was talking with uh, with with Blake about. Uh, is that the, about the fundamental difference between the understanding of what is big and splashy according to EDH, right. what is big and splashy according to. Uh, 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 to according to Watsi, right. it's like I was mentioning, like especially with Corvold in particular, uh, about how consistently, like, like he can get him out and whatnot, and he's and like, because he he mentioned something about like, I don't know what world you're living in where you draw ten cards off of Corvold. Like, I approached him a little roughly, and he replied a little roughly, and I was like, that mm-hmm. was my bad, but like, uh, uh. He was like, in what, like, in what world were you draw ten permanents? I'm like, well, sir, like, with all due respect, like, every single one of the cards that people are you have been complaining about for the last year are leading up to this consistency together. So it's like, it's the constant pushing of this, mm-hmm. of like, it's not that really difficult to see uh, like an example about the amount of value that you're able to draw by turn twoing like turn one land elf, turn right. two fetch land. Uh, jeweled lotus crack play corvold like you'll tap your elf for mana so you have like the land open sack Mm -hmm. your sack your elf draw a card put a counter on corvold you have now one mana open to do something 
whatever it could be. If you have another source of mana available, you can go, then get into a dockside. Right. On turns and, two and three. And then, like, now you've generated, what, seven mana, played another fetch land. Now and you, all of those grow your commander and draw you cards. And, like, he's like, well, congratulations, you're now playing, uh, like, splashy commander. And I'm like, with all due respect, sir, that's what the difference between, like, I think what your opinion of splashy means versus what, what the general commander community means by splashy. Right. It's like you're just making it a little too consistently easy. Like this is not the this is not the big splashy spell that we're looking for. People that are playing commander, especially in the casual base, are looking for spells that they need to work for. They're right. looking for they're looking to attack somebody with thirteen copies of Bloodforged Battle Axe attached to a Kiri. Right. That's big and splashy. Like they're not looking for turn two Hollands that are already pushed. It's like, we appreciate it, sir, but they're a little too consistent. They're like, we, we, we want to struggle a little bit. We, we, we are a hard crowd to please because not only do we like powerful effects, we don't want them to be too powerful. Right. Well, and uh, I think we, there's also this layer to that too, where you're talking about the consistency of it, where the expectation in commander is it's inconsistent. Yes. And like, I know we as CDH players take that rule and go, <laughs> but like, as far as I'm concerned, if, if the health of EDH, the health of and what is healthy for EDH matters a little bit more to me than the parasitic nature oh, of the absolutely. format I play. And I do say that as a person that does not own a casual deck. Like, I like, let me be clear about that. I may, may care more about the health of EDH, but I do not play it. I'm not good at it. I've tried. I, I, I just, I'm not. Good, I'm not good at the so the like the. There's a part of the social contract where like trying to figure out what is too powerful, what is not, mm -hmm. and like I don't like making people upset, and that like it makes me upset that I've like made somebody upset, and like right. I like powerful magic. So for a year, I was actually not even sure if EDH was right for me. Right. Uh, like I've only been playing EDH for three years, and two of that have been competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like, I, I was on my way out of the format like as like a, you know what maybe this is just like it's me it's not you guys it's me but then I found CDH where it's just like there's I don't have to worry about that mm -hmm. and then like that frees me to not have to care about what I'm playing like I'm not known for playing like the like like yes I play like the decks that I play are CDH but I also play some other stuff I'll right. test stuff out like I'll, I'm like I might be the the Timmy's or like the Timmy's Johnny around, mm -hmm. but like the only way that I can play that unrestricted magic is to play CDH. Right, and and it's interesting because you know you were, were we're talking with us, man. I love talking with you on Twitter, and I love talking to you in person. It's just good conversation, man. Uh, I so my problem I have when I try to go play casual, right. Because um, it's very similar to yours, but to a different extent. And this is, so I have said this for a long time. CEDH has ruined my ability to play magic well in any other context. <laughs> because, uh, and I think the really good example of this is I, at the beginning of the pandemic, was like, man, I can't play a lot of CEDH. I'm just going to grind a bunch of standard, get really good at standard. And I, my card evaluation and threat evaluation is royally just screwed. You know what card taught me that? 
You know what? You know what card? There's one card that taught me to sit down, shut the fuck up, and stay in my lane. Yeah. And that was Hogak. Yeah. I'm like a Golgari guy. Like, mm-hmm. it's, Golgari is like my aesthetic. I rock Golgari pins. Like, and like that. Like my my be- one of my best friends got it. Was it is like an Urza fanboy from mm-hmm. like 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 uh, from the lore. He's like so he got Urza out of Modern Horizons, and then I got hogak mm-hmm. which and like I, and so i was so pissed off and salty i'm just like this this card is bullshit like and then it like goes ahead and like destroys an entire format and i'm just like oh maybe i should shut the fuck up yeah i i still i, I have i've i so outside of the mind sculptors and i haven't started it yet but i am going to start doing videos uh a hot take series uh, and I'd love to have you on for that because uh, you and I could probably do some hot takes back and forth. Uh, I have some, because it's not, because, and this is one thing too, because I, I am with the show. I talk mostly about CEDH because that's what I play. Um, and that's what I know really well. Uh, but I'm not limiting it to this format, right? Like if we want to talk modern, let's go talk modern. Uh, one of my hottest takes I've ever had, and I still maintain this is I don't think faithless looting needed to be banned. I don't think it did. I, I, I think it was no reactionary. Literally any other format other than commander. Modern, like, I know fairly well. I played a lot of modern before I got into CEDH, so I generally kind. Of, I don't understand it as well now because it looks so much different than it did when I was playing. Um, but you know, I last year when that got banned, I was a hot take machine on that. I was just like. I, I don't know that Faithless Looting should have been banned. I'll probably get roasted for that. Um, but um, but all that being said, because I, I look at Jeweled Amulet and immediately red flags go straight up. And uh, somebody like Shivam, for instance, sees that and he's just like, eh, it's a bad, it's a bad dark ritual. Um, and I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. says a lot to the difference in card evaluation. Different difference in card evaluation, but also one of the things I loved about I love about casual is like sometimes it doesn't it doesn't matter, right? Like a card may be objectively better, but that's not the reason why people are playing commander. Like, and it's one of the things that baffles a lot of people because I don't think they put themselves into the shoes of another human being, mm-hmm. which I think is something in this community we should do a little bit more is try to see things from the perspective of somebody else yeah. before making a judgment. However. Like Shipman and I are have very similar opinions on magic from different perspectives, and like we play very differently for right. the same, but for the exact same reason. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think his card evaluation is bad, and I no, don't, I don't like, either. And like, I would never go like, and I've seen people going like, "You don't understand what's going on," and like, and like, no, Shivan may understand may like understand completely what's going on. It just is in a different context, and like, mm-hmm. frankly, this is magic. It doesn't really fucking matter right and Uh, especially with like with casual and specifically the way because there's cat maybe this is a hot take i have this belief that there's edh casual edh and competitive edh because i think most people don't play super casually i think most people and i think the the um the pull that the uh, RC did kind of uh, highlighted this is that most people generally fall in the like 
mid the like 50 to 75 percent area yeah yeah, people like doing big things people like doing splashy things um so the fringe is us and shivam right like we're kind of the opposite ends of the spectrum like which is also interesting because like my particular following uh uh, enjoys my brand of nonsense right but 75 percent of my like roughly 75 percent according to a twitter poll Mm -hmm. are casual battle cruiser like like 75 percent down mm-hmm. uh like and then i ran another poll i'm like yo just question how many of you are likely to pay like all your life in the necropotence mm-hmm. and then like again about roughly 75 people just said let's eat this shit so like people like want to do casual like in casual people still want to do splashy things but like mm-hmm. they they want to risk they don't right. want it to happen all the time consistently. Like, they want to sometimes fail. Mm-hmm. And that's where the fun comes in. Right. And where someone like me looks at that and goes, <laughs> How can I break this? Yeah, yeah. Like, Consistently. That's, that's, that's why I haven't, like, slept well in the last three days. Because I've been up at 5 o'clock in the morning catching the... Uh, release schedule that like Mm -hmm. happened while i was asleep so like i basically have been sleeping from like 11 till 5 every day for the last couple of days i i can't i'm on pot two of coffee but like it's 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 my favorite time like it's my like this is almost like christmas to me because it's like it's my favorite format the stuff that they're printing is powerful impactful the reprints are fantastic the fact that i am now going to add an a new Najila to my collection of Najilas. I really, really I, hope I, that I etched that foil. foil. I probably need the artist print. Like I currently I, own one of 30 of the Najila artist foil artist prints. Yeah. And that's like one of the pieces of my collection that I love the most. But like, like this, this set is going to, uh, the pirates. Like I, I can't believe I'm going to see like, I can't believe I'm going to like CDH pirate tribal. But mm-hmm. like you know, four pirates, five pirates, maybe some value pirates. Mm-hmm. Like with that, with Malcolm. Like I am looking forward to seeing that pop up. Like it's probably going to get paired up with Vile Smasher. Some really uh, awesome hipster people are just going to keep it pirate tribal with the uh, with the big monkey. But yeah. uh, uh, but like I'm now excited to see uh, like that card show up. Like it's a one card, it's a one card combo with Glinthorn Buccaneer. Yep. So like, woo! I so when I saw that card. I went, oh, cool. And I know like Braden was like, oh, we can break this, do this combo. I saw it and immediately went, oh, I want to pair that with Timna and do a hate bears deck. Like yeah. I, I I immediately saw yeah, that and was just, yeah, I mean, I'm going to draw a lot of cards and I'm going to make a lot of mana in Esper. Which yeah, seemed- like one, yeah, one half of the combo draws cards. Oh, sorry. One half of the commanders draw cards and the other half of the commander provides you treasure. So like, that is a that is a parody breaking machine right um and so like i've been tooling around with that um and i i have some really fun things uh, it may be interesting to take a look at uh, uh bears and cars and like maybe move it to malcolm i i genuinely think that aggro is going to be a lot more viable after the set I don't know if it's viable yet, 
but there is a lot of things that are coming out and this is the the the, the next uh depending on how much time we talk about it um maybe the oh, yeah. last my favorite type of magic when i'm not playing degenerate combo like if i'm playing like not degenerate combo right i love voltron well um i don't know if you you know this or not uh but i've been I know I've posted the list. I don't know if you looked at it, but I've done a been working on because when Obosh came out, I was immediately like, "Let's try this aggro thing, Mardu aggro, let's go." Um, and then they changed the part or the the companion rule, and I was like, "Oh well, this isn't worth it anymore." Um, so it plays like Goblin Guide and stuff like that. I moved it to Tana Timna. Uh, like it has legs, but it was missing something. Uh, then I saw Jessica get uh, revealed. And yeah. that card, so not only does it make aggro really good, because of the fact that, uh, just imagine this world with me. Come to Caleb World for a second. Uh, I turn one, drop a Sarah Ascendant. Turn two, play Jessica. Uh, zero on my uh, Sarah Ascendant, swing in. 18 lifelink in the air, turn one or turn two. That is really, really good. And especially now, I mean, hell, we could see this on turn one potentially uh, with with stuff like Jewel the Amulet. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be in for some crazy shit and I'm for it. Like, as I was saying, there's one particular commander that I am waiting for and, like, I am raising an absolute stink on Twitter about it right now, but, like, as soon as it's spoiled, I'm going to have an absolute heyday. Now, the the turtle that just got released, what's that called? Um, the turtle? Oh, turtle stacks is going to be awesome. So you were posting a lot about this on Twitter. And I stopped literally just to have this meeting. Yeah, I... I adore everything you were talking about. Uh, just so we're talking, so you're talking playing root maze. You're talking about. Uh, I saw Cobblepot mentioned something. What, what's the enchantment? Is it uh, that you tap a creature, untap a land? Earthcraft. Uh, Earthcraft. Uh, this archetype to me uh, sounds like it's gonna fill the. Uh, oh geez, why am I blinking so hard? Who's the Soul Tide commander that's banned? Uh, Leovold. Yeah, it 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 to me sounds like it's going to fill the Leovold void. Uh, personally, I'm for it, but I'm also a masochist and a sadist. Uh, <laughs> there was also some really cool shit that I was thinking about, and like this is one of those cases where I'm kicking it over to Cobblepot. Uh, but like, there are some synergy land synergies in there that are kind of ridiculous. Because you were talking like, about stuff with like Scape Shift, right? Yes, because, like, Scapeshift, uh, so, like, uh, probably should mention the fact that the turtle makes all permanents, if it, if it is untapped, uh, all permanents enter the battlefield, if they would enter the battlefield tapped, enter untapped. So, like, you can honestly tap all your lands, scape, like, float mana, Scapeshift, and then, like, sack out all your fucking lands, and then they all enter the battlefield untapped. And like, God forbid you have a Tatiova on the field because you like that, you draw a whole bunch of cards. But then you like, since Scape Shift says you can find any land, it's not, it doesn't say basic land. Right. You go and find a whole bunch of your, uh, your uh, uh, fetch lands 
crack them again for another set of landfall triggers, draw a whole bunch more off of Tatiova, meanwhile having untapped lands and floating mana. Well, like, you, you can now... You can now, like, you could scape shift for all the soul type bounce lands, like, and they enter the battlefield untapped. Like, right. well, and there's also the level of you're going to be able to do this. And I would presume the way to win with this is probably Field of the Dead, uh, or Consult because it Consult, is yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean. We, I, I was talking about this it, when it, this comes out. For record, this is coming. We're recording this before I've even released my discussion with Pot, Cobblepot yet. Um, so you'll get to hear this in our when we talk. Is he said something really good? Is what may it, we we don't need to rehash it totally, uh, but is the beauty of Thor Consult is it only has like two surfaces that you really have to deal with it on of you have to be able to cast two spells and you have to resolve them basically. Um, and they take up three spots in your deck and that's it. It's the lowest investment way to win on the play. Oh, you know what else is gross? Imagine doing all that scape shift bullshit with the Lotus Cobra out. Oh man. And drawing Lotus all those Cobra is so good. Yeah. But I, it's like imagine shifting and doing all that shit with the tattoo oh. of a lotus cobra nate nathan listen to me so so you and i, I i've talked i've sent you and i've talked about uh my soltai sadisi list right yeah where i was doing oh my goodness this is hilarious so where i was doing things with gitrog and sadisi out at the same time uh because in my uh layered sadisi list i was also playing when flash was uh legal i was playing flash hulk to grab specifically hulk and putrid imp and then you could just it was value town and you would win out of that um so imagine playing gitrog in that scenario where you're playing well, skate shift with all of that that yeah you could you could because gitrog becomes your second tatiova effectively yeah, because you could scape shift into a bunch of uh, fetch lands. Right. Crack all. Like, again, Lotus, add Lotus Cobra to this equation, and you've got yourself some serious bullshit. So this certainly is an idea that has big... This, is, this is a good example of big, splashy, cool effects. Yes. I, I totally agree with that. 100%. This is a great example of, like, yo, good job. Like, this can be absolutely fucking miserable, but, like... It's going to do some cool shit. But in it, it, it's, it doesn't strike me as oppressive. Um, it you just seems... Untap. Say that again? You do get to keep your untap. Right. Which is like, great. Like you, everything you might play comes in tapped. But the next turn, it's, it's like, you still get to untap. It's almost like having a frozen Aether in play. Right. But like better. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, it's a 2-4. So, I mean, it's, so it's a, supposed to be combative. Like, I'm 100% sure they, they mean you to turn it sideways to tap it. Yeah. So, like, they, uh, they want you to play, like, I'm assuming they want you to play everything main phase. Or, like, and then move to combat. I would assume so. Because, like, you don't want to move to combat and try and play anything in your second main. But they, then again, we as CDH players are going to be able to, like, get it to a point where we're able to tap it, untap it at will. We'll get around like, it. We'll get around it. 
like well, well but I'm, I'm just assuming like the intent of how it was meant right. to be played like the fact that it's a 2-4 like it's it was given a big body so that it can go to combat and survive and essentially in in cdh a 2-4 is fucking huge it blocks and kills timna so woo. yeah it does and honestly that's blocks and kills nigella so boo and and just to kind of cap things off the reprints in this set, the partner reprints, I cannot begin to tell you. I mean, hell, the Najila reprint, all of these are good reprints and needed reprints. Yes. Especially the Thrasios and Tim, the reprints. Oh, yeah, I know, 100%. Every single one of these, uh, uh, like, the, it could not have come at a better time considering how every single partner is now starting to go uh, trend up or was starting to trend up. Like this, they're going to be an etched foil, so I don't necessarily know how that's going to like how many of them are going to be entering the market. So, like, is it is it enough as a reprint? I don't know. Um, will I be picking up etched foils of all the partner commanders? Yes, I might, depending on how they look. Uh, I I I was talking to Pongo about this, and like, I really hope they look good. I really hope they look. I from the picture I saw of them, I think they'll be fine, but. I just, especially after the secret lair nonsense, I'm just, I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> yeah. So far, the card quality of a lot, the, lot of the foils that I've been buying recently, the card quality has been great. Like, I've gotten a new set of the Zendikar uh, Crownlands. Yeah. For the deck that also I'm putting together, it's going to be nice and foily, so I now have... Uh, a luxury suite and a morphic pool from the Zendikar box toppers that's going in that deck. So I'm happy. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um, so I know you got to go um, and we got a lot going on too. So uh, yeah, just sorry for all the blings in the background of my Twitter currently blowing the fuck up. That, that was two days ago when opposition agent got spoiled. I woke up at 7am to like 70 70 notifications i was like i was up at five o'clock in the morning and there was 10 like uh, there was 10 specific ads from people being like at hermit druid what do you think of this and i'm just like <laughs> when i first saw it i just looked at it and just went i haven't smoked a joint yet i haven't had a cigarette yet i haven't had a fucking coffee yet so i'm not touching this i don't i don't think i came <laughs> into the conversation until like 10 like nine o'clock like i was up at like five and i think i like i waited for everybody to get up before we started talking about it and i was just yeah. sitting there for hours going like <sighs> like i just like ignoring it it was just plain and simple i just went no nope. i can't talk about this i can't talk about this i need caffeine and i need caffeine nicotine and marijuana in my system before i can <laughs> human, before um, i can even process this shit yeah i just well and i i had to read it a couple times because the first time i read it i saw it and went so is this saying that every card you find while you're searching for that card you get to keep and i'm like no that can't be right and then i kind of read it a couple times so i was like okay so this is just praetor's grasp um it took me a second to process what that was um but yeah, yeah I, I got it like immediately and i just said no <laughs> not yet not ready not yet. for this not ready for this not ready for this is five o'clock in the fucking morning i didn't need i didn't like, I didn't need someone to wake up and take a shit on my bed. Like, I rolled over, checked my messages, and it's just like, ah. Uh. 
immediately the one of the first things I tweeted like that I think around five o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning like before I started talking about opposition agent I just said send a nice message to ship them today I saw that I loved it yeah because I'm like I knew I don't understand why he gets him specifically he gets a lot of the pushback I feel it's like one that talks to, like it's one of the things it's like as soon as people think they have an ear to listen to they're gonna talk to and like right even Jim admits it's his own fault because he continuously engages with it like and like I like he he's got a big heart and people beat him up for it. I don't think it's necessarily fair I right. also don't think it's fair the way that they treat uh, Sheldon Menory a lot I agree um like it like maybe it's just the way that like the things that have happened in my life but mm -hmm. uh i am i'm not a big fan of uh going at a man who's currently fighting cancer over a fucking card game yeah i certainly agree with that like man is currently like trying to keep his life together while he is shrinking fucking tumors dealing with you fucking cunts meanwhile you're all having a goddamn field day about a format that he created like like I don't say kiss his ass and like, I never will. However, put some fucking respect on that name and be nice. You are going to get right. a lot more with honey than you are vinegar. Right. There's like reasons why uh, the members of the RC talk to me and it's not because I kissed their ass and mm -hmm. like a couple people were like, why didn't you pop off about the secret lair? And I'm like, what one, what makes you think that's going to be fucking productive? Okay, and okay, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, man, can I just keep you a little bit longer? Just keep talking, man. I, sure. I, I have this. So this, this Walking Dead secret layer thing. Oh my god. I don't know if we want to talk about it, but like, it, it's like, I, I, the more of the point why I bring it up is like, I did, I, I took time and I, like, I messaged Sheldon Menery. I went to the Discord server where he was having. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're having that conversation. I saw it was a giant mess. I left. Right. He gave, he gave me, I was like, like, I was like, Sheldon, may I have five minutes of your time mm -hmm. in private over, over Twitter. And we talked about things. And I mentioned the fact that like, there are going to be these certain issues. And like, this is like, in my opinion, and like speaking on behalf of the people that follow me as I try to represent them the best that I can, the issues mm -hmm. that they have. And I'm like, I don't like, the availability issues and like, right. I, I like, I didn't like them, but that doesn't mean I was going to be knocking on anybody's door and thank God I don't need to play any of them. Do right. I like them existing? No, but like, this is a, this is a game. There are people that are running it and have some basic human decency when you try right. to approach because they're like, nobody's going to talk to you if you're screaming at them. Right. Well, and like, there's you might be right. You you could be a hundred percent right with what you are screaming in my face. Right. But as a as a human being, I'm gonna tell you to fuck off and not even bother. Right. Well, and 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 the whole thing with that, and I think there's like and this is one of the things I appreciate about people like you. I appreciate about Jim from the Spike Feeders. Um, is you all have like generally speaking, I feel like you all have very measured and reasonable takes on things. Um, I have a private group chat. That's you therapy. what? I have, a private, I have a private group chat. Me too. That's where <laughs> I get that one out. Yeah. Well, and, and it's... Cause it's like, it, I have feelings. Don't get me wrong. But like, I don't think it bringing any of that uh, vitriol to a conversation is going to help. 
Well, and the and the thing is, and it's so with the the Walking Dead thing, I understand. Like, there's a lot of people have a lot of feelings about it. Uh, there's personal and a lot things, of them were valid, uh, right? And a lot of them were super valid. There's personal things. There's genuine concerns about the state of the game and of what that means for legacy and excuse me, etc. Um, but I felt like the uh, hysteria over it uh, was. I don't know that it was called for the the reaction, the harsh reaction uh, to not just the rules committee, whose job is not to basically police Wizards of the Coast's printings, uh, but also the attacks on Gavin, the attacks on uh, Mark. Uh, like those I am things... a lot more. For... I'm a lot more forgiving of human beings than I am of corporations. Right. And like, I'm not gonna, I'm not a big fan. Like I am a businessman, so I might have like a different opinion than some people, mm-hmm. but like, I don't, I don't judge people about trying to exist in the capitalist like hellscape as much as I judge the, corp- uh, judge the corporation institutionalizing it. Mm-hmm. Like, so like, I'm not going to go at Gavin. I'm not right. going to go at any one of these people. Like I, like these people are told by the people in the office, what they expect and they have to do their fucking jobs. Right. And they have uh, to try and make the game as as enjoyable and good while doing that. And it's like their job is not easy. And no. like I do, like would I would I kill for a chance to get on the commander playtesting team? Yes. Uh however, I just want to see how like just from the conversations that I had with Blake today, like mm-hmm. I like the there is a certain that certain level of disconnect on what people like expect from big and splashy that I, I like that I just like, mm, if only I can just find a way to word it properly. I feel well, like there's, we could. there's a genuine disconnect. I feel like between R and D and players, I feel like in general right now, uh, because you kind of see this even reflective in the push design of standard product. Right. And they're so, but the thing is they're so proud of what they made. And then we're right. like, and then like the first thing they're met with is like, what the hell? And I'm just like, I agree, but like, uh, God, could we just like, yes, some shit is pushed. Like, uh, someone on Twitter had a great take about the fact that they didn't like the idea that uh, Wizards of the Coast was using. It's, oh, it's like an arcane signet. It's like, you understand we didn't like that. Right. And so it's just like, there's, the corporation bullshit is going to happen. But like, I, right. I like, like. The Walking Dead is like it's going to happen again because they've already basically admitted it. But like, mm-hmm. my issue is that they don't see that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I that like I'd prefer them to acknowledge that there is a problem. Mm-hmm. But well, in you know it's and even all of that aside, I think my uh, my first take <laughs> when I saw The Walking Dead was the 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 IP that they were with is. I was just immediately, God, I haven't even thought about The Walking Dead in like five years. I was just like, ah. that that felt so out of the blue to me. And I was like, this isn't even a relevant show. I would have hated it a lot less uh, if the art was different. Yeah. Uh, I probably would have been like more in on it. But like, I, I, like as a D&D player, I current, like I love scouring like dark fantasy adaptations of like, right famous like like hawkeye done in like a dark fantasy D D. yeah world. like i would have loved to have seen daryl 
uh, with like a crossbow in leather armor, like like just put him in the magic world and like make him look like that, like mm-hmm. Daryl, like the, the the hunter or whatnot. Like Rick's steadfast leader sounds fucking great, but just throw him in like some paladin armor or some shit. Just I don't know, lie to me a little. Like and there's I, just something I, about some guy on the battlefield with a hunting crossbow that just irks me. I so so my take is similar but different. I would have liked it if they went with the comic book art style yeah, see, a like, lot I'd more. Still, I hated The Walking Dead, and I don't really care for that specific comic. I care for comics. I just yeah, like I never read that one. Right, it's not my thing either. But I would have been uh, part of the art direction for it. I didn't care for uh, because yeah, like, to me it looked like they took it looked like they took screenshots from the the show and ran them through those like phone. Like Art filters? filters? Yeah. And that, to me, was the biggest... I just... It didn't... Like, maybe cartoony... It, it, like, it was... The art direction was a big piece of it for me. If I could cross my eyes and forget about it, I'd have been good. Yeah. Just, like, cross... I, like, oh, cross my... Well, no, no, it's a little blurry. It looks like a magic... All, all I'm reading is the rules. Like, fuck. Like, I don't know. They, they just fucked up. Yeah. I, 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 I It wasn't great. Uh... But also, let's maybe not attack Sheldon for that, you know? Yeah, like, I, again, my dad died of cancer, so, like, I've My mom seen, died like, of cancer, so... Yeah, like, so I'll, I'll just go out and say why. Like, I've seen the amount of, like... I've seen, like, like this man, like, might be going out and presenting a really nice face for you on Twitter as he's fucking heaving up his goddamn lunch from chemo medication. Like, yeah. you don't understand the shit that someone's going through when they're dealing with that kind of illness. So have some fucking respect, okay? Right. He... and. And one thing I will, I, I, I love Sheldon. I, it's, I, I disagree with Sheldon on a lot of points. Yes, me uh, too. But I think, number one, I think he's incredibly funny. He has one of my favorite sense of humors. And two, he's not dumb. He's smart. He's incredibly intelligent. He, and plays, he, the, he plays the long game. He does. We, we all want immediate change. And he's just like, give me a couple of years. We'll see. How, like, right. He wants empirical knowledge and like we all like everybody was calling be like oh my god fucking like uh what was that uh the enchantment creature that triples mana uh nick's blue Ancient. oh everybody, yeah like, day one bands of that and it's just like now it's played in basically fucking nothing like and it's not saying that i'm not trying to down put the criticisms that people raise right it's just i also believe that like there are times that we need to give it a bit right just just have some patience and some understanding and be willing to work together and with each other and be respectful and we will get along. And especially with a card pool, the size of EDHs, it's very likely you will be able to find an answer for those things. Yes. Do you like, do people want to be forced to run answers in EDH? That's not, that's a different question. Like some people prefer to play uninteractive magic where they just sit back, slam shit on the table and turn it sideways. And like, that is a valid way to play commander. That drives me fucking crazy, but that is a valid way to play commander. (laughs) Right. Well, um, I, man, I totally agree with you. I could talk to you all day about this stuff. Uh, I know I got to let you go. Um, so before we leave, uh, I'll give you a chance to plug what you're doing. I know. So how I, you, you're on TikTok. How do people find you on TikTok? Just go to add. Okay. Chef. Okay. And so on TikTok, 
so people know because you talk we talked about magic so you're a chef in toronto yeah. and um you by the way are part of why i am becoming a, a better cook at home hmm. well, i'm glad i like I, I like help i like teaching i like helping like don't get me wrong i have an attitude and sometimes it comes out but i'm much more a fan these days in my like mm-hmm. i'm 34 i'm a bit older than i used to be obviously mm-hmm. but like i prefer to like I prefer to help and teach these days yeah. rather than like yell at people. Like people like tag me and like, Oh, critique this dish. And I'd be like, instead I reply and be like, this is how you could have done it better. Yeah. And like, this is my opinion. And like food is another one of those things where not a lot of things are actual facts. Everything is mostly opinion. Right. Which is why I hate empirical statements about cooking, but that's a different fucking conversation. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I like, I kind of like, my version of content is just basically me living my life online. Yeah. Uh, so my, my content on TikTok is like my interest, which is cooking D and D and magic. And how many, how many uh, followers you got over there? Uh, 51,000. Man. Jeez, man. I didn't know I was talking to celebrity. I don't know what that, <laughs> I, this is my first time doing social media. So I actually don't know what that means. <laughs> so, okay. So it's, so you're okay chef on tiktok uh at the hermit druid on twitter yep um and you've got a patreon where can people find your patreon at uh i have it i think it's at uh patreon at okay chef okay or i honestly don't know i don't really pay attention to it like my view on patreon is like i am not a content creator i don't think mm-hmm. and until i start making like but some people out there want to su- like support what i do like the fact that I spend like eight hours a day on Twitter helping people with magic and talking about CDH. So there's some people out there that are like, no, we want, we'll chuck you a few bucks for existing. Mm-hmm. And like, I try to help out as like where I can, but uh, eventually I might want to set up a patron, like pay more attention to my patron. Uh, but until then, it's not really something like I, I, I don't see myself as a content creator. I'm just a guy that is very excitable about magic who has a lot of spare time and some things that I want to bring to the table. Yeah. Well, I, I am very grateful that you are a human being who exists. You're one of my favorite people on the internet. Um, and I'm really glad that I've got to meet you and interact with you. And I'm really glad that I got to have you on today. I was glad to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so with that, that's this episode of the mind sculptors. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, check in. I've got a really good episode, uh, lined up. This is the mind sculptors. Thanks for joining us. Peace.